This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Welcome in to episode number 28. 28. <laughs> I had to look. No, it can't be 28 already. Here we are, though. Yes, right. Hard Today, to, hard to on believe. Valentine's Day, feeling a lot of love from a lot of our partners and clients is really awesome. That's right. Everybody's been friendly in the office building today. Our receptionist and Maria both look the same. They're twins. They're twins as they're wearing their Valentine's... Uh, pink jackets. Pink jackets. So, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, lot of love in the office today with our office mates and, and reception. It, it was fun. We've had a nice day so far. So... We are continuing our uh, series of seven things you can do to protect yourself online, and we are up to number seven this week, the final one in the series. And by the way, you can go back, listen to past episodes. Also, we have a webinar coming up that's going to outline all seven of these in about 40 minutes or so. I think we said, what, 38 minutes? Yes. If we don't get any questions, but 38 minutes. And so we, uh, 40 minutes or less, we uh, can get this uh, in your hands. All you need to do to sign up is go to lotusbusinesstech.com forward slash CEO. Again, that's lotusbusinesstech.com forward slash CEO. And this is how we're showing love. That's right. Yeah, it's absolutely free. No, no, um, you don't need to do anything, no obligation, but uh, it's just an opportunity for somebody to learn more about ways that they can protect themselves online. So let's dive into this week. And the question this week is, how do you know if you've been hacked? And so these are some things you can look for. Number one, if your password just randomly resets, and people are catching on to this. I, I work the help desk on occasion, and I get the calls from you know, probably the most common thing we get is password resets. And the first thing they'll say is, do you think I've been hacked? Because this has happened to me twice in two days. It's so funny because before, of course, it was unheard of. Right. So people just would dive in and start typing in. Yes. And now at least people are starting to get that little glimpse. Yes, absolutely. They definitely are. They're, they're beginning to understand more and more of what, they, you know, uh, what it looks like to be hacked. Do you think we're being heard? <laughs> <laughs> at least with our clients people we so. assess to that's right that that's the aim yeah absolutely but uh but it really is it it's beginning to catch on but again if your password just randomly resets i have a great story about this quickly and i may have told this one before but a our security team got a call from an accounting firm in february not this year but but uh, i think it was a couple of years ago got a phone call that they um, got contacted by the IRS that they were no longer going to be allowed to electronically transfer, uh, uh, you know, tax Files. returns. Yep. Yeah. They weren't going to be able to file electronically anymore. That's a big, big deal. They Absolutely. rely on that versus doing it by paper. You imagine if you had to tell everybody, yeah, we, we had to do it by paper, so you're not getting a refund for many That's weeks. That's a brick wall for sure. Huge one. So the IRS said you've got to get everything cleaned up, and you need to figure out what happened, prove it to us by a third party. Boom. That's hence the phone call. 
to our security team. So they get to work, find out everything was in the cloud. Because we hear that a lot. People say, oh, I'm in the cloud. I'm fine. Well, what happened was one of the owners had been fished. One of the two uh, senior partners, accountants, had been fished in the firm. And so every day they had to reset their password because what was happening was at night, the perpetrator, the criminal was in their system. So he would reset the password to their uh, cloud-based accounting system, tax filing system. And then they would file income taxes fraudulently overnight. So when the person comes back in the morning, their password doesn't work. So they were resetting their password every single morning, day after day after day. If that's happening to you, raise a red flag and indicate. Because the support desk, different people take those calls. And it may take a month for an analyst to see a trend that you had to get your password reset five or 10 times could even be a, a quarter later. Maybe they do a quarter quarterly uh, ticket analysis. So don't depend on that. The, the help desk is going to notice your password's been reset every single day. So make sure you, you raise that flag if you call in. And so how, how we stack up this, um, these resources to make sure that we get it out there beside our podcast is that we also try to make sure that we have, you know, our webinar series. Um, we have the, you know, the seven things that you can protect yourself if you're an executive. Um, but we also have uh, more industry-specific um, resources. Yes. So yeah. for like, if you're a CPA or you're for a mortgage company or, you know, some type of firm, you know, auto dealerships, anything that has to do with financing that has personal data out there um, can have similar occurrences. So the FTC is uh, is actually um, changes some things for some specific um, industry um, organizations. So look out for that as well. You know, um, we have um, our other webinar series uh, that has to do with our FTC um, ruling that has a deadline by um, June. June, June 2023. Yep. June, June. Yeah, June 9th, 2023. So, yeah, and the FTC is a Federal Trade Commission. And two, also, you know, when it comes to these seven ways you can protect yourself online, there's seven things you can do to protect yourself online. We offer this as an in-person uh, talk as well. Matter of fact, next Wednesday morning, I'm going to be presenting to an executive team to help bolster their in-house education when it comes to phishing and all of these things, all seven of the things that we've talked about. So if your company thinks that's valuable, your organization, reach out to us. We can set that up for you as well. So let's take a look at some other things that uh, are surefire signs. You may have been hacked. <laughs> I put that may in there. Hmm. But uh, email signature getting updated. And this would I've never seen this happen, but I have heard about folks who open up their, you know, they go to send a new email and they notice that their email signature has a different telephone number, business name, title. So be on the lookout for that. That's definitely another sign. That's crazy. The other one, and we just ran into this recently with a new client. That's how we got the new client is they got hacked. But the two weeks before they got hacked, they got massive amounts of spam. Tons of spam was showing up in their inbox. And then about... Two weeks later, they were hacked somewhere in that time frame. And so they called us and that we garnered a new client from that one. Um, 
got them cleaned up, got them straightened up. But um, another one, your computer's getting pop-up messages and going back to email. If you see emails in your sent folder that you didn't send, that's another sign that you've been hacked. It's likely a business email compromise. So say somebody living in your house. Yes. And we've talked about that before. Yes. Years ago, Marie and I rented a house, a big house, because we still had a lot of college kids hanging around. And so we rented a, we tried to downsize a couple times and that didn't work. (laughs) But anyway, um, so we rented this big house and the owner said, Hey, I'm going to keep this one room and it's locked. And so we, you know, just a room we didn't use. I think she stored some things there, the landlord. And it was always, I always still wonder what was in that room. All of us did, even the kids, what is in that room? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's kind of, somebody living in your email is kind of like somebody living in your house. That is, that is, that, that is a good equivalent. So, but um, again, we've wrapped up our series here, the seven things to protect yourself online. But if you would like to, again, have visit have see the webinar do it in the comfort of your office you're from home from your home or you also we could come in and talk to your group whether it's your leadership team whether it's an organization we'd love to come in and talk about uh, this as well that i can do in about 30 minutes and in person again it's a great presentation allowing for discussion and things like that but reach out to us, but you can sign up for the webinar at lotusbusinesstech.com forward slash CEO. So changing gears and digging into a story that I ran across, and this came uh, from uh, CNBC. Uh, it, it's, it's, it, this is a saga. This gentleman's name is uh, Cody Molinox, and uh, he had $120,000 stolen from his Chase checking account. Now, he's a small business owner. He's got a couple of young kids and a wife. They live in California. So uh, Cody was out shopping. A 40-year-old was out shopping for Christmas back on December 19th this past year. And he was looking for something for his young daughter. All of a sudden, he gets a call from a person claiming to be from the Chase Fraud Department asking to verify a suspicious transaction. Now, we've all gotten these calls I've gotten them before. I, I, you know, they're not out of the ordinary. The 800 number matched Chase customer service, so Molinox, Molinox didn't even think that it was suspicious. So he had the 800 number in his phone, and when they called, it matched the caller ID. So he's like, "I'm good to go." So he, uh, they sent him a link via text and said, "All you need to do is click into this, log into your account, and we'll go ahead and get things squared away." And uh, you, you can continue your uh, shopping, uh, Christmas shopping for your daughter. <laughs> well, um, unbeknownst to him, it was a criminal. And they stole $120,000. Now, Chase had some loopholes that prevented them from paying Cody back the money. We hear that one a lot. My bank will protect me. Oh, no. Your bank will not protect they you. protect the money. And, and the banks know what's going on. And they know they can't stop this, you know, as well as they would like to. And so they're not taking on the liability. No. And so, and and this is the other part of this um, scam. 
This is, I think, one of the most amazing parts is that they believe the criminal bought this whole scheme as a package. Like a template. Like a template. What you do is you buy this package for not a lot of money. I mean, we're talking like 50 bucks. Yeah. You buy this package that includes the fake website code, the fake phone number, how to spoof the phone number, you know, a spoofed phone number, and then everything for $50. That's all it costs and a little bit of know-how, which they teach you how to pull off this scam. That's a hundred criminals are people too. They have to make money. I guess, but that's a hundred and twenty thousand dollar payoff. Imagine if the person put in a day worth of work on this. It doesn't even sound like it was a day's worth of work. And Not if they bought a kit and and fifty bucks. Yeah, it's I, plug it's, and play. It's plug and play. So and they believe they traced it back that they believe that the criminal did buy a kit. A, 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 a you know, it's, it's a scam is a, so, a service. Scam scam for for dummies. <laughs> I tell you. I, it's, so this is what you're up against. You've got to keep your guard up all the time. You've got, you've, in that case, what, what Cody should have done is hung up and called the bank back on a number that he knew was valid. No, don't, don't Google the number. Right. Find the, the number on your statement. You know, I mean, let's face the facts. If you have $120,000 in your bank account, you likely have a credit card. So if Chase blocked that card, that debit card, you could probably still use your credit card. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's like from from his perspective, it's like all of this is a pain in the butt. And it is, and it should be, because it's worth the effort to make sure that you keep what's yours you know, your, your, your data and your money. And your money. so, you know, and in today's world, it's like, it, it's like, I know this probably redundant and everybody's like, oh, here she goes again, you know, but you know, the doors, locking your doors, locking your windows and the back door um, and make sure your garage is locked, you know? So it it's there for a reason, you know, do you have a way to bounce back? Do you have that resource, you know, that, okay, so I missed a step. Okay, what do we do now? Yeah. 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 Who, who do you go to? Well, and in your home, you do have that. Let's say you did leave the door open. We have the alarm system. So you arm the alarm, the alarm's going to tell you not all your doors are closed or it's going, you know. So that's what you have to build in is those layers of protection. So personally, you have to take a moment and think about, wait a minute, question everything when it comes to these types of engagements where somebody reaches out to you and then again you need to have those protections in place you know if you if you've got um you know the 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 right protections there like in in this case on his phone if he was had a dns filter it likely would have caught that that was not a valid uh, web address when he clicked on that link inside the text so there are tools that you can use and they're really in a, very inexpensive so. All things considering, yes. Okay. And when you're considering $120,000, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening in this week and uh, appreciate it very much. Now, coming up next week, we've wrapped up our seven uh, things to protect yourself online series. But So we're moving on and we're going to talk about ja- chat GPT. 
and uh, artificial intelligence, what's going on in that whole space with Google and Microsoft. Everybody's getting themselves positioned to uh, take advantage of what may or may not be coming. We get excited about some things, especially IT people. We get really excited mm -hmm. about new technology and then when it gets here, it's just not quite everything you think. Ooh, ah, how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, I remember I was very excited about um, um, self-propelled robotic vacuum cleaners. I thought that would be so cool. And then Marie and I had an occasion to stay in an Airbnb in Austin, Texas, back when Austin didn't have a lot of hotel rooms in the early days when, uh, not Austin, um, Waco. Waco, Texas, back when they didn't have a lot of hotel rooms in Waco, Texas, and it was starting to, to turn into a tourist attraction. But we stayed in an Airbnb, and Saturday morning is when they had programmed the little robot to clean the floor. <laughs> and that thing ran what felt like hours and hours and hours. No sleeping in. So I was like, okay, so maybe that technology is not as cool as I thought it was. So, yeah, how long does it take me to just sweep a broom across the floor instead of listening to that little bugger for hours on end? So, but we can get a little excited about technology right now. The world's excited about chat GPT. We're going to talk about next week and uh, in episode 29 of the Team Lotus Cares podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. Any last words, Maria? Um, no, thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com.